Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Annie. Yes. Was there at any point you thought you were so good at some sport that you were like, I could do this in the Olympics? Yes. What was it? It was not realistic at all. But I did think I was going to be a, a gymnastic champ. Oh, oh, nice. And I I legitimately, like, even in child mind, looking back, I had no reason to think that. <laughs> People weren't giving me, like, a lot of boost. It was all just in my head. <laughs> right. I like it. Yeah. Did you, did you have one? Well, so because my only real understanding of what being Asian was, was from television, and we don't see many Asian people, but people like Christy Yamaguchi made me think that I could be a skater, which Uh is absurd because I live in the South and there was no skating rink, Mm -hmm. especially ice skating rink around me anywhere. But I'm like, that's, oh yeah, absolutely. That's what the Asian people do, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong, because I could not do that <laughs> ever. I barely can roller skate. I'm petrified of roller skating, so it was kind of hilarious. But in my mind, I was like, "Yes, that's what the Asian people do—the grace right. of ice skating." And you know, Chrissy Yamaguchi, come on, yeah, <laughs> come on. She was America's sweetheart for a while, and I know Nancy Kerrigan was until all the debacle went down. But just yes. saying. Christy Yamaguchi has like a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, uh, we want it to be real current. (laughs) And for those of you who aren't listening when this episode was initially released, today is July 29th, 2021. Go ahead and timestamp in here. And we want to talk about what is happening with the 2020. It's actually 2020, right? We're just a year behind because of COVID. Is that correct? I think so, but I've been calling it 2021. Okay. So whether it's 2021, 2020 supposed to be Olympics in Tokyo and uh, some of the women who continue to kill it in things I will never be able to attempt in my life ever. And yeah, just so you know, yes, they are amazing. Yes, yes. And because we know the Olympics are not over as we record this and release it, we will return with a part two. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get started because there are so many folks out there just breaking records, standards, and all kinds of expectations, including Momiji Nishia from Tokyo, who's one of the youngest to win a gold medal in the Olympics so far in skateboarding. She's a 13-year-old who has won a gold medal in skateboarding. And oh yeah, don't worry about me. Just wondering what I'm doing with my life. All good. And by the way, she's not the youngest to compete in this year's Olympics. And again, I am questioning how little I did with my teenage years, just so you know. I think you did plenty, Samantha. Uh, Definitely (laughs) not winning gold medals. Well, not in skateboarding or in any (laughs) official Olympic capacity, but there are other things. I don't know if I've ever won a gold medal now that you make me think about it. Keep going. I will make an event for you, just for you. And if you're wondering, more than half the women in the final competition of the skateboarding were teenagers. The oldest medal winner in the competition was 16-year-old Funa Nakayama. The bronze winner, Hayisa Lial, is also 13 years old. Yeah, lots of youngins. Youngins. Yeah, I guess maybe it's a skateboarding competition, but yeah, more than half of them were that young. Yeah, I, I tried to get into skateboarding one summer, fell and hurt my chin and never did it again. Um, (laughs) So that's my experience. Yeah. So did you watch the competition? I did. They fell a lot, but they killed it too. Oh, yeah. 
I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, we mentioned surfing recently, first time uh, in the Olympics as an Olympic event. Carissa Moore, a Hawaiian native, became the first Olympic surfing champion. And right behind her is South African surfer Bianca Bootendog, who was originally ranked 17th. Yeah, she made it and she did a killer job. So congrats mm-hmm. to them. And on one of the other awards with three-on-three basketball, the U.S. ladies won their first gold medal this year. The team members, Stephanie Dolson, Alicia Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young were able to win by losing only one game throughout the tournament. Uh, Kelsey Plum, who is the all-time leading scorer in the NCAA, was able to score 55 points throughout the game and was able to help the team come together to take home the medals. So congratulations, y'all. Yes. I'm sure they were waiting on congratulations from From Sweetie. Here they are. There are so many different races and events within swimming, and we're not going into all the wins, but we did want to highlight some of them, including Australian swimmer Emma McKeon, um, who shattered the 100-meter freestyle Olympic record on Wednesday the 28th by 0.39 seconds. There's also Alaskan Olympian, 17-year-old Lydia Jacoby, who won her first gold medal for the 100-meter breaststroke this week. Her whole town erupted in cheers and hugs as they watched her results. Even better is the history of her small town and how there's only one 50-meter pool in the entire state. She is the first Alaskan to make it on to the U.S. Olympic swim team. And also, first-time Olympic Australian swimmer Ariane Titmus has a lot of people talking as she's making her way through the Olympics with so far two gold medals, which many thought American swimmer Katie Ledecky would dominate. So definitely a lot of conversation about what she is doing and making all these waves <laughs> in her accomplishments. <laughs> and we couldn't leave without mentioning Katie Ledecky, who is a veteran of the competition. And she's currently holding five gold medals for this Olympics and may be able to break the record of the most gold medals won by a female swimmer in the Olympics. So uh, she just needs three more to beat that record. Yeah. And then moving on to weightlifting, Heidelin Diaz has won the first Olympic gold medal for the Philippines, which has not gotten a gold medal in 97 years. She won after completing a lift of 224 kilograms, which was an Olympic record. She was one of only 19 athletes to be sent from the Philippines. Moving on to gymnastics, Oksana Chosevatina, 46-year-old gymnast representing Uzbekistan, competed in her eighth Olympics. She was given a standing ovation as she completed the vault. She first competed in 1992, representing the Soviet Union. Yeah, uh, go her, because... My body hurts just thinking about doing anything like that. (laughs) And then Suni Lee or Sunisa Lee of the U.S. won her gold medal in gymnastics. Yay! Uh, She is the first Hmong American to make the U.S. team. Uh, And she talked about the pressure she felt after Simone Biles made the difficult decision to not compete, but has pulled out an amazing victory. And if you haven't seen the video of her family watching her, you should. It gives you all the feels. It was quite sweet. We did want to touch briefly on some controversies, including... Outfits, which I we're going to come back to in an upcoming episode on some some updates. Um, and I, I couldn't believe this happened after we did our Olympic episode. I was like, ah! But um, <laughs> Norway's handball team was fined after they refused to wear bikini bottoms and they wore shorts instead. Pink, the pop star, has said she would pay for their fines as well as the Norwegian Handball Federation who said they would pay the fine 
as well as they are, quote, all in the same boat. Um, Germany's gymnasts wore full body suits in protest of sexualization of women within the competition. And yes, that is a huge conversation we can have and we will touch on in a future episode. Right, yeah. I think it's really important to note that it's so ridiculous. Like, it was one person tweeted about it, like, you know, they get fined for wearing too much clothes in the Olympics, Mm -hmm. but then they get suspended or sent home for wearing not enough clothes in school. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. And then uh, we couldn't talk about the current events of the Olympics without talking about the GOAT, Simone Biles, and her decision to not compete. Yeah, there have been many, and yeah, not surprising, most of them are conservative men um, who have criticized her for her decision to step down for her own mental health. And this is such a big conversation on how young women are pushed to sacrifice everything for the idea of representation, of placing so much responsibility on young women to be the perfect doll, whether it's to be respectable or whether it's to be able to be sold, essentially, to be married, like all of these different things. But also why we look at listening to our bodies and our mental health as a type of a weakness, which is a whole right. big conversation of that, as also is why we think these athletes owe us something. Right. And of course, I'm sure we're going to get into this in their updates as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really, it would be really hard for us just to bypass this without talking about what is happening with this conversation. And the fact that Simone Biles has been able to start this conversation, even though, honestly, we could talk about Naomi Osaka, who also did the same thing uh, during the tennis matches, which has been harshly criticized once Mm -hmm. again. And there's this whole level of why we think people owe us. Yes, they're famous. Yes, it's their job. And they do something. But they, as... Anywhere, anybody, anywhere, we all have to take off for sick time and sick leave. Mm-hmm. So why are we so adamant that they have to literally break their bodies and their health right. for us? And it's just such a big overall conversation. And let's not talk about the fact that we put this on young Black women as well in a whole different manner and the double standards and, again, the intersectionality of the demands that we place on these young women and what we expect from them. And yet... We've told our stories about tennis. We've told our stories about gym, being in gymnastics. I cannot do a cartwheel anymore. I used, that was the only thing I used to be able to do. There's no way in hell we have any kind of real uh, argument about why someone can't compete and turn their <laughs> bodies inside out for us. Like, come on. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely return to this conversation again because I have so much to say about it, and I think a lot of us do. But I think that's one of the funny things because I did watch a lot of Olympic events with my friends recently on this vacation. And before Simone Biles dropped out, we were saying like, this is ridiculous how much pressure, like every commercial is about how she's the best and she can do like, it's too much. It's too much. Um, And it's very unhealthy to be like, how dare you speak up for your own health and, Okay, anyway, that's <laughs> what we so have much. to say for now. I promise we will return to this conversation and we will revisit Olympic uh, winners and, and people we want to highlight in a future episode. But for now, if you would like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. You're a champ to us. Always sticks the landing. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 